0: good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world i hope everything's great and working pretty well for you um i don't really know well first of all i don't there's just a lot that i've been thinking about in the past few days and i'm just going in and out of my mind and you know I think you know the scripture where this is where um, Paul was talking about in Hebrews when he says he was having a conversation with God and he was talking to God about some problem that he had in his life and how um, God then said to him, you know, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And I remember reading that scripture many years ago. I mean and just thinking, is so bizarre i mean really that why is it that it is when i'm weak that your strength is made perfect shouldn't we be combining our strengths together like i'll be stronger you are strong i mean really what's wrong with that but now i realize that um, our strength is the problem do you understand my strength is the problem it's the problem because whenever i am strong in myself i actually get in the way of god and i don't know why it is that way maybe it's all part of this our broken world you know sin in the world um, constitution that we find ourselves but i found out that now that i am weak i am actually more effective because for everything now i rely on god i rely on him even and the few times because first of all i'm not as strong as i used to be physically for a very long time over the last three years I became much more emotionally fragile than I have been in fact I think I'm still emotionally fragile to a extent I think I could deal with certain things a whole lot better than now although God is healing me strengthening me and things like that but I'm fragile let's just leave let's just forget that I'm fragile (laughs) I'm really fragile I mean let me not even try to sugarcoat it and um, I'm in in, what I would call it I'm I'm in I'm in recovery you know I, I I went through something that I that really really affected me and I didn't realise how much it affected me until I I saw that I started struggling with some things that normally I would just have been able to do. I also saw that, you know, I had become very anxious, you know, so things, just stuff. I mean, you know but in all of that he's he I I am actually I I am I am really effective. I'm so effective because I am leaning on God for the strength to do everything that I need to do. And I think that is one thing that I have taken from the experience that I've Johnny, I've been on in the last two years because I have learned how to lean on him. And it's now, you know that kind of thing, when, you know, I remember when Peter, um, the prophecy that was made about Peter, I said, when you were young, you were working on your own, but that as you grow old, you had to lean on somebody. That's exactly how it's, you know, that kind of analogy is sort of like, how it is for me now? I have to lean on God because now my my strength, my you know, is just not enough. It's not enough to carry me through anymore. So I lean on Him, and it's not. i know not as if my strength was ever enough, but you know, we can deceive. I mean, let's just say we can, we can, we can. How would I put it this way? Ah, uh, it's like. Imagine an athlete who... Everything was working well, no injury and everything... And was a very good athlete, you could really run. So because you could run, there was no need to pray. Sure you understand, because... Your, your body would deliver for you. But then one day you had an injury. The athlete had an injury, fell down. Had to drop out of from a race. Was pulled out. Maybe had to go and do surgery, you know. A lot of... Multiple surgeries. Could not re- Could not even train... Like before, off the track completely. The doctor's prognosis is like, well, you know, I mean, this is what's wrong with you. We don't know if you ever race competitively again. You know, that person will have to go through some psychological, you know, psychosomatic to even get to believe that you can even run again. And even when you get onto the track... In fact, depending on how traumatic the injury was, let's assume it was not even a injury on the track. Let's assume it was an off-track injury. Some very, hor- you know, thing that affected, you know, if there was trauma related with that injury, oh my goodness. Then you are dealing with psychosomatic <laughs> as well. as So, yeah, there are mind issues as well as, you know, physical issues. There has to be a recovery plan. And that, that even if that person comes back to the track, you cannot race the way you used to race before. And the motivations that worked for you then can no longer work for you. It doesn't mean you cannot run. You can run. In fact, you may even be a better runner. But your, your how would I say, your fitness regime, your mental um, wellness regime, whatever it is that you're using, must change, and that's that's really what has happened to me. Because you can't, and you're a different person. You're probably not even going to run the same way anymore. And um, yeah, so that's um, sort of like how it has been for me. I think I'm, I believe I think I'm a, a hundred times more effective now, more impactful than I was, than I have been in, you know, in, in, when I was much younger, when I was stronger um i definitely I, I i believe that i am i i know that i am far much more and i've not even started you know where i'm on a journey with the lord but i am leaning on him so unlike then when i was using 80 percent of my power and 20 percent of god now i think i won't say i'm using is, is definitely not 80% of my power in fact I'm using very little of my power but whether I, I cannot say I'm using 80% of God yet so but let me say 40, 30 to 40. in fact I feel like it's 80% of God honestly because I, I I really have you know let's just say that it's just God that is helping me it's God that is just helping me in fact I think I'm using it for a lot of things for, particularly on inspiration in fact that one is almost like 100% God the inspiration on what to do is 100% good. I don't have, you know, in fact, these days, I don't even do anything until I get that inspiration, unlike before. So actually, I think I've actually changed now that I think about it, because I think before, I didn't understand the importance of inspiration. Uh, Maybe, you know, so I would just do things. I I, I did so many things just trying to figure things out by myself, and I made horrible mistakes now. I don't lift a finger until I get inspired, by and large, particularly on professional things. Even, you know, generally sure. I don't. And, um, cause I just, in fact, as, as I was just saying this now, I just realized that maybe I did do something just now that maybe I should have asked God for guidance before, um, doing it. So I'm going to go back and talk to him about it before going ahead because maybe this is not even something he wanted me to do now. Yeah. Maybe he does maybe he don't even want me to do that. Anyway, then before I get off track. So father forgive me if I jumped ahead of you. I felt like I checked, but now I realize I probably didn't check. I probably didn't check. Anyways, so um Yeah. So now I think by and large I am more aware of that whole There's just, my, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And, I, and I'm also more aware of the fact that, honestly, this world is a very strange place. I just There's just, there's a lot, there's, there's so many undertones going on in life. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I have become more sensitive to the way the world is and the way life is. There's just so much. So we stepping out into the world are not... Leaning onto God and telling Him to help us with things, we're taking a lot for granted, you know. I, I'm you know, because you don't even know who you are dealing with, you know, you don't know what the person is dealing with, you don't know what the person has in mind, you don't know what or what life you know. There's so many, huh, there's so many calculations, there's so many probabilities, and there's so many interests, sometimes conflicting. Spiritual interests, intellectual interest, community interests, political, social interests, maybe family, maybe even with maybe even internal conflicts. In fact, that one is even the worst. Sometimes environmental conflicts about you know. It may even be just, you know, what's this word? Sort of act of like what they call act of God. Well, you know, not really act of God, but like you know you don't know what's going on you just we just don't know and and i think that's what jesus was trying to talk about in the gospel when he said some of us who just wake up and say ah, today we'll do this tomorrow we'll do that That how do you even know he says, 'Ah, you're just making plans that like, you don't even realize how the universe works you 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 don't you don't even know anything in fact let me let me pull up that scripture because i need to just read that scripture now Actually, I just realized that it's in the book of James actually. So James chapter 4, it says come now you who say You say today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city I will spend a year there carry on my business and make profit. He says, but you don't even know what will happen tomorrow What is your life? You are but a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes instead you ought to say if the Lord is willing We will live and do this or that as it is you boast in your proud intentions all such boasting is evil. Anyone who then who knows the right thing to do yet fails to do it is guilty of sin. He was really talking about, you know, he started off by saying God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. But I realize, reading the spirit of this, he's not just talking about boasting or about people. He's talking about the fact that when our life really on this earth is in the hands of God and realizing that at the end of the day, Yeah, we are nothing without him. He says, You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. Jesus also talks about that when he said, Well, sufficient on today is the evil then of. But Jesus was talking about, Okay, don't worry about tomorrow. But James is talking here about us having that, being humble enough to realize that God is bigger than our own lives. Oh, bigger than the visions that we have about our life or the dreams and the plans that we have and allowing ourselves, submitting ourselves, our visions and our thoughts. In fact, putting him first. That's really what he said. When he's saying there, he said, you ought to say, if the Lord is willing, I will, I will need to do this and do that. In a way, culturally in Nigeria, we've we interpreted that into saying, um, by the grace of God, uh, you'll see me tomorrow, by the grace of God. I don't think that's what he's saying. What he's talking about here is, not boasted in our proud intentions, so realizing that god is greater and putting him first and and, and and allowing him to have the first right of refusal father should i go ahead and do this and remember i was saying that i had made a plan now to do something i didn't ask god something that i know that i should have asked god before making plans to go and do that thing i should have asked him do you want me to go you know, and I think we'd had that conversation when I think I'd heard a no from him. Something just occurred to me today, and I went ahead and started planning. Now I'm realizing that I needed I need to go back to him and say, God, I'm not going to do anything about this again, except I get a direct leading from you. You know, so um, and Father, I repent if I have stepped ahead of you because this this is a very yeah this particular thing I'm talking about is quite uh, sensitive. It's not like it's something I should have checked with him before even making that um whatever. So um yeah I will do that. So Father, yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Um this music I'm actually recording pretty late in the evening on a Sunday which um is the se- 2nd of July. I should have done this in the morning but I didn't but I just wanted to get this done. So yeah, I I just think and I know you know one thing is I I, I, I think everybody has their own journey and I think it's important that we all have our own personal journey with God, and my prayer is that God will help each of us to find, you know, our own rhythm with Him. You know, but He is real, and He's not the figment of our imagination, and He loves His children dearly. And everybody that wants to know Him, God will open Himself up to them. You know, and if you're someone and you're listening and you never, you don't know, you feel like you you want to know for sure, is there really a God? Just talk to him and say, God, if you really exist, you are the creator of heaven and earth. Reveal yourself to me and show me what I need to know. I want to know you. I'm you know, I'm tired of living the way I have been living. I want to know if there is a God that really cares for me. And you know, see see what will happen after that. God really answers the prayers of our hearts. He likes to when people talk to him sincerely. I think he has been given a bad rap, you know, the way we present God, because when I look at him Excuse me, when I see the way he even takes care of, particularly the things that are prayers of my heart that I do not really bother him about, it, it makes me really wonder because I'm like, God, if you were, if you took the trouble and the time to look after this little thing for me, then what about this? That means that these big things that I've been asking you for that it looks like it's not done. It's not really that it's not done. It's just that probably there's the work that you're doing in the background is not showing yet in the physical because even the things that were prayers of my heart that I didn't really think were big enough for you to pray about. I mean, I've had a couple of things like that, that were like prayers of my heart, you know, as in I was like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. And then God just, it comes to pass, you know. But I didn't pray about it, you know, like how we talk about prayer. Like, oh, God, give me this. Because I felt maybe they were too small or, well, I thought I was being unrealistic and I thought, well, you know. But eventually he's answered them, like, you know, he's answered them. Like now I've always wanted to be able to work from home you know to 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 do to be able to have a, a living, make a living and work at my own time and have time for my family and things like that and still be able to work and practice. That has been the dream of my life, but I thought it was impossible. God has made it possible without any unique effort on my path path on my path. so um so many other things like that that I just thought, you know, well, in fact, in my mind, I felt, well, you know what, I'm just being a real, it's just a dream. But, so that that encourages me a lot, that if God can listen to the prayers, the spoken prayers of our hearts, how much more those that we have actually lifted before Him. So I'll just leave it at that. And I pray that God will continue to reveal Himself in the minds and in the lives of all who love and trust Him. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God sometimes I you know last year I talked a lot about entering into the rest of God that was something that I really prayed for because I just wanted to be in that space where it's not about whether my prayers are answered or I don't have problems but I just want to be at peace you know that kind of peace that Jesus had when he was in the boat and everything was shaking and he was asleep I said that's man that is what I want I don't really want I don't want to know whether I leave let the wind be blowing let the air be the waves be you know waving you know what i'm saying let the boats be shaking but me i want to be at peace that's what i want because you can also be in a boat and the sea is calm and the boat is steady and the winds are silent and you are not at peace i have experienced that which is worse it's a whole lot worse so right now, I realize that, oh, before I used to think that environmental happiness will make you happy. Now I realize that, man, when you are unhappy, you carry the unhappiness everywhere you go. It's like MTL, Everywhere you go, you know. You take it everywhere. If you are sad, the sadness follows you. If you are depressed, the depression follows you everywhere you go. No matter you know, they take you to the Eiffel Tower, they take you to this, you know. You can go out, have a wonderful day and smile and laugh. By the time you come back into your room or your bed, the sadness returns. You wake up in the morning. First thing is a cloud of sadness, dark cloud of, of of sadness. So now, I, I in fact, last day, I, only, I said to God, I don't want to ask you for anything. All I want is peace, joy and peace. And that was when my breakthrough actually came. This year, I think I, I should have prayed the same prayer. Maybe, I, in fact, as I'm looking at it, until Jesus comes, maybe that's what I should do. Because... Once you have joy and you have peace, there is a lot in the interregnum that delivers that joy and peace. So I'm beginning to realize now, this Solomon's way and um, prayer, where Solomon, when God asked him what he wanted, he asked for wisdom and he did not ask for anything. I'm beginning to think this high level prayer life, there's a lot of merit in it, particularly when you are praying, you know, those kind of um, Abrahamic, Solom- Solomonic You know, when God is, those prayers that you have, those prayer sessions you have with God, when you know that God is asking you for something ahead. So like praying for your children and all that, I think we should start praying more for joy and peace. You know, things like wisdom, fulfillment, grace, mercy. Because when you say mercy, that mercy will will we'll cover so many things. When you say joy, too, it will cover many things. Marital problems, problems with children, you know, do you understand? Professional fulfillment? So when you say peace to our ah, financial troubles, so many things covered in that. So I need to make a mental note for that. My prayer point, I have to change the way in which I pray from now on. I think I, I, I want to go back to the joy and the peace. I need to go back to that joy and the peace. That's what I will, I will, this is half year, so it's good. I'm going to start a new prayer point for the rest of the year and tell the Lord that that's what I want from you. So thank you very much, this. I'm glad that I did this recording. God bless you. Stay dated and have a wonderful rest of the day and week ahead in Jesus' name. Amen.